It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is live on campus at the University of Florida, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. Now that's some love. I want to thank you guys for that warm welcome. That was awesome. We're with the Florida Gators football team, and we have a special guest with us now, Vernon Hargraves. Hi, Vernon. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. First of all, uh, what's your position? I play defensive back. DB, and uh, what's your specialty? Hitting or intercepting? Uh, intercepting. Without all of it? Yep. Okay, so we'll be watching for Vernon number what? Number one. No, number one, really? Yeah, you already know. Oh, you don't. <laughs> Your jersey number is number one. Number one. N- number one. They don't give number one just to anybody, do they? All right. No. Were you number one as a freshman? Uh, well, not the first two games, but I kind of earned it. You know, All so. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Vernon Hargraves, number one on the Florida Gators. Well, we bring Vernon on the show. Uh, we could talk for hours about athletics and football, but we want to talk about community service. We travel the country uh, to bring uh, character and integrity awareness from a college athletics point of view out to our listeners. And uh, Vernon's going to share with us some of the things the Gators do uh, around Gainesville. What's up? Uh, you know, as a team, you know, we like to go to the Boys and Girls Club, you know, hang out with the kids, talk to them. Uh, we had a shoe drive, you know, a few months ago. Uh, you know, things like that. You got to give back to the community. And when you work with the Boys and Girls Clubs, um, how old are these kids? You know, elementary, junior high, and high school grades? Elementary. All of it? Uh, elementary. Yeah, so these little kids, they, they look at you guys like your superheroes. So yeah. some of the linemen, the six foot seven guys walk in, do they scare them? Oh, yeah, they love Trip. You know, the, uh, he was one of their favorites. So. Uh, you know, yeah, they like it. You know, they like being around us. We like being around them. Do they gravitate to you because you're a normal-sized human being? <laughs> uh, not necessarily, <laughs> you know. Um, not really. But they remember you the most because you're number one. Always. You already always. know. Always. All right. Well, let's have a round of applause for Vernon Hargraves. Fantastic. Thank you so much for hosting the Adam Ritz Show, the University of Florida in Gainesville. Get socially technical with the Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social technically. Thanks again for joining us on today's show. We are going to feature several conversations from the American Cancer Society Discovery Ball at the JW Marriott Indy. I had the pleasure of attending and it was just a gorgeous event for such a great cause and we had a chance to speak to the uh, chairpersons, the MC. Before we uh, feature these conversations, just like to note that you can go to cancer.org to learn more about the American Cancer Society, to donate To raise awareness, it's cancer.org. And now we continue with our first conversation from the Discovery Ball. Another fantastic opportunity to get involved with your community uh, by going to a gala event in your area, in your town. We are downtown now at the Discovery Ball. Uh, Really awesome event put on by the American Cancer Society. Our guest here is Lisa Briel. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. And uh, um, I dug the suit out of the closet (laughs) because it's such a formal, awesome uh, gala event. Tell us real quick um, about the Discovery Ball, um, just all the 
who's Wise and What's, how you got involved with it, what your role is with this, and who benefits. Okay, I actually am the chair this year of the Discovery Ball, and my co-chair is Paula Klipsch, and she and I have been in the guild since it was created, and we created this guild so that we could do things like the Discovery Ball and give back to the community. Uh, Paula and I are both cancer survivors, uh, Paula two-time cancer survivor, wow. so, you know, it's very personal to us, and very and we're very passionate about it. Uh, the Discovery Ball is actually six years old and we um, host it every year. It's usually in November. Next year it'll be in October, so mark your calendars. And um, it's a fabulous event. It's a very formal event. This year it happens to be a James Bond theme. So we have the casinos and the Monaco theme. We even have brought in palm trees. So, I mean, we have the whole thing going here. And um, it's, it's just a great event, and, and it goes back. All of the money that's earned this evening will go back to Indiana for research and, and development for cancer. To the American Cancer mm -hmm. Society. Mm -hmm. And the title of the event, The Discovery Ball, I, the title for this mm -hmm. exact event is, is a, a, a Cure... Yeah, uh, View to a Cure. View to a Cure, <laughs> which is a play on the Bond Correct. title of View to a Kill. Correct. So a View to a Cure, that's the theme for this Discovery Ball. Uh, tell me a little bit about the the term discovery ball. Is it to discover a cure? Yes, it is. It okay. is. It actually is. And it's all across the country is the discovery ball. So in every big city, there's a discovery ball. Okay. And um, you're the chair, and I assume you started working on this event uh, 355 days ago, Correct. since just a few seconds ago, you started promoting next year's event. Correct. Yes, we usually start about February. We give ourselves a month or two to put to pull it all together. We have a huge auction, which raises about 100 to 125 thousand dollars a year, and uh, the event itself raises quite a bit of money. Like I said, and 100 percent of it stays here in Indiana. So to get involved with with your area's Discovery Ball or or any kind of event, uh, in my small brain, the way these things work and raise money is that uh, you can come to the event and the ticket prices goes to the cause and then you say there's a, an auction as well. Tell us about the auction. Yes, there's a silent auction and a live auction. This year, since we have the James Bond theme, we decided to do a Monaco Bond type of theme. We have a Vespa scooter that will be in our live Ooh. auction. We have a trip to Monaco and Ooh. to the Formula One Grand Prix. And we have a James Bond Spectre Omega watch. Very so cool. We have some very cool things in our live auction, as well as our silent auction. Have you seen the movie uh, Spectre yet? I have not yet. Yeah, it should have been on your list of now after the ball you'll go. Okay. I had no minutes to do that in. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much, just give me an idea of what I have to save for, uh, you, how much you think that Vespa scooter is going to go for tonight? Uh, we're hoping that the Vespa goes for about eight or $10,000. That is great. Yeah. So about $125,000 will be raised tonight mm -hmm. for the American Cancer Society. That is so cool. Now our guest is Lisa Briel, who's the chairperson for this year's Discovery Ball with the American Cancer Society. Gala event very formal. You're, I have to tell you, your dress is beautiful. Thank you very um, much. Probably just have some fun now. This is probably not that important of an issue, but when do you start putting thought into what kind of dress you're going to get and when you get oh, it? Because wow. the pressure's on. Since yes, you're the chairperson, is. you just can't throw something on. Yes, it is. And it's amazing that the women actually do take some time to actually search out their dresses. That starts in the summer. So, uh, and and it's a, it's, a fun, it's a fun, fun event. And like I said, it's, it's formal cocktail. So you'll see men in tuxes. You'll see men in suits. Um, you'll see women in, you know, formal gowns. And you'll see some in short cocktail. And I forgot to mention that we also have Bond girls and a couple Bond guys here this year. Bond girls, Bond guys, you can't. <laughs> can't lose, and I want to encourage our listeners um, to get involved with a future event, especially if it's gala. It's a great opportunity to make a night out 
It's a great date night for an awesome cause. And if you don't usually get dressed up and have some uh, excuse to go have a fantastic evening with your with your wife or husband, this is a great excuse to go ahead and, and take a shower, shave, <laughs> put on a suit, put on a dress, put on some makeup, and have a great grab night. A and be, and grab a martini <laughs> and be part of that uh, team that raises almost $125,000, $150,000 to try to cure cancer. Correct. That's correct. So, Lisa, can't thank you enough for your time. Best of luck tonight, and uh, we'll see you for next year's event as well. Yes. Thank you so much. We continue from the Discovery Ball at the uh, downtown Indianapolis JW Marriott with Scott Swan joining us, broadcaster extraordinaire. No, I don't know Scott, about that. <laughs> my gosh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you? Thanks. It's good to be here. I'm in a tux. I feel uh, feel good, and this is a beautiful room here at the JW. So I'm I'm anxious to get it going tonight. Gala event, tuxedo. Yeah. You're the uh, Mr. MC. Yeah, yeah I'm seeing the uh, Discovery Ball tonight. It's my first time at this event, and uh, the room's beautiful. I mean, it's got that whole James Bond. 007 theme, and so we got the 007 car here, and and some ice sculptures with a 007. I mean, this is a really cool room. You can't beat 007 right. anywhere. Right, right. And you throw it in this setting. My daughter, first thing she said was, "Look at those ice sculptures." So it looks <laughs> cool. It is cool. Yeah. Uh, upwards of $130,000 right. will be raised for the American Cancer Society tonight, and you are the MC. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about your your job as a newscaster. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, how often do you get to do events like this? I mean, there's a lot of community uh, events where you host MC and do stuff like that. How often do you do that? Yeah, there are. I mean, I do it quite often. Uh, for this particular event, it's important to me. My mom is a 27-year uh, uh, survivor of cancer, so it's personal to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I love doing that for in honor of mom. Uh, she's healthy now, but you know, it was a struggle. And I know there are many women in central Indiana and throughout the state who deal with cancer. It's very personal to a lot of the women who put this event together tonight. And so I'm happy to do, to, to raise money for the research. All the money stays here in Indiana. And so I'm happy to participate. Now from a behind the scenes, uh, perspective with, <laughs> with your, with your gig, yeah, as yeah. they call it at, at channel 13, right. WTHR, the NBC affiliate in Indianapolis, um, do your superiors, I would assume they have absolutely no problem that you're freelancing in this kind of fashion. Yeah, no, I think they like it. I mean, part of our job is to be a part of the community. And so for me to, you know, do these kinds of events, this is part of being a news anchor in your community. Uh, I end up actually meeting a lot of people that I end up doing stories on after hosting events like this. And so it's fun for me. Uh, usually I've got my wife with me. She's out of town this weekend. but uh, So it's a fun night out when I get a chance to spend a night like this with my wife, too. Well, it's also inspiring for uh, the listeners, the viewers, to yeah. see you out and see you involved. See yeah. you... Um sort of give back to the community as well. It makes it makes us feel like giving back as well. Yeah, so thanks. on behalf of uh, this side of the fence, thank you for your service and for being involved. We look forward to seeing you on stage yeah. and sing, throwing some comedy in there and, and some heartfelt comedy, stories. But, <laughs> I don't know about any comedy, but uh, you know, certainly it's heartfelt and it's personal for me. And, and uh, like I said, I hope the room raises a lot of money tonight. And if you need somebody to help you distract uh, the security to get this James Bond car out of here, I'll, I'm in. Yeah, Just you let know, me drive it, it once it, a year. It's a it's a beautiful car, and I understand getting it in here took a lot of work, and it needs to go out tonight because there's another event at 6 a.m. So maybe you and I can drive it out of here. Tonight. I'm in. I'm in. Scott Swan, a pleasure to uh, have yeah. you on. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, bet you bet. Nice talking to you.
We roll on from the Discovery Ball at the JW Marriott, and we are pleasure to have uh, one of our uh, next guests as the chairperson of the event. One of the chairpersons, rather, is Paula Klipsch. Hi, Paula. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. I am uh, happy to have you on the show to talk about um, your role as chairperson, what that means, how do you get involved, what's your um, workload been up till this point. Now it's the night of the event. It's such a crazy event. It's a beautiful event. It's going to raise a ton of money for the American Cancer Society. James Bond theme. The music just kicked in. The yeah. palm trees are here. That's awesome. You're glowing. You've got to give a speech later. I mean, tell us how you're doing and and what you're doing. Well, I'll tell you, this is a year's work in progress. And you pick the theme, and it does take, it's like planning your wedding, but it's on steroids. Because (laughs) I'm actually, you know, a wedding's, what, 200 guests? I have 600 guests arriving tonight. So it's been a lot of fun, and it really kicks into high gear from August to tonight. And that's when it just goes into ludicrous speed. It's the only way to describe it. And um, you're with the Klipsch um, Audio uh, Family Company Incorporated. Um, And what, I guess, is your your personal role with uh, the American Cancer Society, or is it a company uh, relationship? This is not a company relationship. This is personal. I am a two-time cancer survivor. I had thyroid cancer twice. And Along with my co-chair, she's also a cancer survivor. We have several guild members. This is actually put on by the American Cancer Society Guild. There's about 40 women, and we put this on, and I have a, we have a Discovery Ball committee. And several of those ladies are also cancer survivors. And so it's very, very personal for this guild. And so, um, and we've also lost, unfortunately, lost a guild member this past mm-hmm. summer to pancreatic cancer. So, um, and her husband, I believe I heard, is going to be coming tonight to the ball. So it's going to be a little extra special to see him here mm-hmm. and kind of honor his late wife. Well, God bless you for you. surviving and all of Thank our you. listeners uh, listening that have uh, survived and beaten cancer. This is a great cause, a great way to get involved. We were talking with right. your co-chairperson, uh, Lisa, earlier yes. about what a great chance this is just to get out and have some fun, too. You know, it really is. If you look at this ballroom, we we try to turn it into Monte Carlo. So we have thank you to Kevin Nanny and all of his staff at Ingledow that just took this from paper to here it is live tonight. It is beautiful. You feel like you're walking into Monte Carlo. I mean, we have the Vanquish here from the uh, Aston Martin that was driven in Skyfall and die another day. So the car is here. It is absolutely, it's beautiful. And it is a great time. We have survivors coming tonight. So it's a chance for them to get all dressed up. I mean, how often do you get dressed up for black tie events? Right. And it's a great night to come out, help raise money for a great cause. Let's beat cancer. Let's start knocking some of this stuff down so we do have more birthdays in the future. Well, before I let you go to uh, prepare for your big speech tonight in front of 10 million people, don't be nervous. Yes, thank you for Um, that. Thank you. I I have to geek out a little bit as a a guy. It's federal law that I've watched every James Bond film 25 times. And you're telling me that this car, I walked into the ballroom and I saw the Aston Martin. I just thought it was, you know, a replica or maybe just a car. You're telling me that's the car from two of the movies? It's not the car in the movie. It is somebody's personal car from their car collection that is on loan tonight for us. But this is the same Vanquish. They called it the Vanish in Die Another Day. But this is that's that car that you see here in the ballroom that was portrayed in that movie. And you, your knowledge of James Bond trivia, I, are you I, the coolest lady ever or what? Huge, yes. Yes, I am, as a matter of fact. Thank you. I'm a huge James Bond fan. Huge. And I cannot wait to see the movie. Spectre. It's out now. Spectre Maybe late, go see a midnight showing after the ball. Exactly. And, and pure dumb luck. We, this was planned over a year ago. We had no idea the movie was come out. It is pure dumb luck 
that the movie came out a week ago, and sometimes that's the best luck of all. Everything happens for a reason. Every Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. Paula Klipsch, thank uh, you for great me. time tonight, yes, and thank uh, we you. look forward to the rest of the evening. And we encourage our listeners to get involved with a Discovery Ball in your town or just get online and donate to the American yes. Cancer Society. Come and join the Ladies Guild. Come check us out online, American Cancer Society or IndieDiscoveryBall.org. And next year, I believe the Discovery Ball is October 29th here at the JW Marriott. So come out and have a lot of fun. You can catch up with the Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at AdamRitzShow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. One of our favorite cities to visit and broadcast from is Dallas, Texas, and we are in Big D once again on the campus of SMU. It is Southern Methodist University, and I'm with uh, one of the administrators here with the SMU Mustangs, the athletic department. This is Mike Walker. Hi, Mike. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for uh, having me for uh, your hospitality. Mike, uh, you are the uh, official title, Life Skills Director. Is that right? No, Life Skills Coordinator. Life, life Skills, skills co- I, I am so <laughs> sorry. Don't get that. <laughs> life Skills Coordinator here at SMU. And that's a big job. And uh, there are a lot of uh, colleges that have this position as an official title. I mean, with you've got your own office. You've got business cards. You've got uh, an email address. Smaller colleges don't maybe have a Life Skills Coordinator. They maybe. Uh, divide up those responsibilities and sprinkle sprinkle them on all the head coaches or maybe some of the uh, athletic directors. But at a college this big, a Division One college, they need a guy like you to come in here and be the life skills coordinator. Uh, for our listeners, what does that mean? Uh, well, that means I'm in charge of personal development, career development, and community service opportunities for our student athletes. Um, we just try to set up as much as we can so that we can uh, help in the holistic growth of our student athletes. Okay, so uh, you had three pillars there: personal development, um, community service, career development. So, uh, personal development. I'm going to guess. Uh, this is alcohol awareness, this is uh, drug awareness, some of the social issues on a college campus that can get them in trouble or hurt, uh, sexual assault, domestic violence, that's a big issue on college campuses. Uh, what do you do in that arena with these uh, student athletes here at SMU? For the most part, we, we try to uh, bring in speakers like yourself uh, to just make them aware of what can potentially happen in different circumstances. Um, and then we also provide them with all the opportunities and um, resources that we have here on campus um, in case something like this does. We are also doing something later this year called Bystander Intervention, um, where it's just going to help the student-athletes to be aware of you know, how not to be a bystander, but to help or to uh, maybe intervene or just stop a friend from doing something that could cause them harm in the future. So, you know, different programming like that. Mm-hmm. And just curious, bystander intervention, is this going to be um, a presentation, a keynote presented by uh, an expert, or is this an actual, like, a program, like an exercise, like uh, where they're going to get um, role-playing and be put into a scenario where they, should they say something or should they not? As it's still being developed right now, it's going to be a combination of both. So there will be a speaker, but there's also going to be role-play, interaction, and um, different circumstances that they're put in. So it should be pretty engaging. But it's something we're also, you know, developing as we go. That's a big one. I mean, I you know, most of these... Uh, um, social issues that I see come across my news desk, they might have been avoided if somebody would have just said something, if somebody could have spoken up, if somebody could have intervened. So I'm glad uh, 
you're taking care of that with your student athletes. Mike Walker is our guest. He's the life skills coordinator here at SMU. And uh, along with uh, personal development, you also said career development. And I think that's cool because everybody's on campus to get a degree, to get a diploma. Uh, what besides that obvious getting the degree, what, what goes along with career development? Uh, career development, we just try to make sure that the student-athletes are not only aware of the resources they have in personal development, but um, the resources that are on this campus. You know, Dallas is a hub. It's got so many different opportunities working, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a campus that has a lot of, uh, I guess, successful alumni that we want to make sure that our student-athletes are exposed to and also have the opportunity to get in contact with um, so that if, if, there is, if they are interested in that field, they know that they have, you know, opportunity to go work there or to, uh, you know, just meet and mingle. A lot of these student-athletes aren't aware of the strengths or weaknesses that they have not on the court. So this is this is an area where we help to help them identify, like, okay, I'm the captain of the team. What does that mean? Well, I have uh, the ability to communicate. I'm a good communicator. I have to be able to listen because coach is telling me the plays. So if I'm receiving the plays, then I have to communicate them to the team. So that's listening, communication, uh, you know, and being a leader. So these are all different pieces that uh, we want to make sure our student athletes are aware of and that they use when they go into these interviews, when they go into these job searches or they go to a career fair or something like that. This is something we want them to be aware of. Okay, this is what I need to be talking about. It's pretty cool when you think about the networking opportunities that an SMU diploma uh, will bring, not only just an average uh, student, and I hate to say average student, I mean just a, a person that's not a student athlete, I guess I should say, uh, throw in athletics, throw in the team you're on, throw in everybody living on planet Earth that played on that team here at SMU and the possible family networking, sisterhood, brotherhood within the student-athletes, uh, alumni, boosters. Uh, it, it is huge when you stop and think about it. And I think an 18-year-old freshman on campus here, they, they need to know what's at stake here. It's not coming to play sports and then maybe graduate and get a job. It is an amazing opportunity that can change their life and make it an amazing life for the next 80 years. And I'm glad you're uh, talking to these guys about that, too. Uh, finally, you mentioned um, community service. And that is a big one for this radio show. We travel the country and talk about community service with athletic departments, with, with professional athletes, with college students, fraternities and sororities. Um, what are you, uh, I guess, how do you cover community service with your student athletes? Um, well, what we try to do is we allow the SAC, our Student Athlete Advisory Committee, um, to set up majority of the, the community service that they're going to be doing. So we have somebody within the, you know, the Sunday executive board of SAC that's in charge of community service. And basically what they'll do is they'll reach out to different opportunities uh, here in Dallas that are that student athletes are interested, you know, that's something that they want to do. And we'll, we'll help them and provide all the resources that we can possible within the rules and help them to just kind of set that up for not only their SAC reps, but for also other teams. Um, we want each team, you know, here at SME, we want each team to uh, to be engaged, to be involved in at least one community service each semester. Um, and we allow the team and the coaches to set that up on their own because everybody's schedule is so different. Um, but the good thing is it allows for a good 
pool of resources. So, you know, the swimming team might be doing this and the equestrian team might be doing this. And then at the end of the day, when football, basketball, or volleyball comes and says, hey, what kind of opportunities do we have? We can say, oh, well, you know, swimming did this and equestrian, they, they went out and had a good time with this. So here are different resources for you. Um, but majority of what we want is we want the student athletes to set it up so that they're they're invested in it. It's not something we're giving to them. It's something that they say, hey, we want to go to the Heart House of Dallas or we want to go, you know, to do whatever and make sure that they they have kind of an invested stake in it. You know, it's something that they want to do. Well, you mentioned the Heart House of Dallas. What was that uh, service project? We have not yet set it up. That is one that the uh, the SAC advisory committee is going, the they student athlete to. advisory committee, that's what they want to do. So that's something that they're looking forward to. Um, you know, right now we're getting set up for our, uh, our canned food drive actually coming up here on the 17th. You know, that's those are the kind of opportunities we want them. They're going to be setting it up, and then once they've set that all up, the logistics and that sort of stuff, then, you know, it, it'll be great for other teams to jump on board. Um so, well, you've got a unique perspective as a as a life skills coordinator um, for two reasons that I can see right off the bat. One, you're a young guy, so uh, you can connect to the student athletes that are 18 to 22 years old. Two, and more importantly, you were a student athlete here at SMU. You played basketball here. Yep, yep, I played basketball. And yeah. tell me about uh, what years did you play here, and uh, let's talk sports and have some fun now. Uh, I'm guessing you were not a power forward. Uh, you're about 5'10". Well, so just real quick guard. I gave you a couple inches there, didn't I? You took awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I took awesome? Yeah. I'm sorry, I mean, you're, you're six about... foot? <laughs> yeah. You are not six foot. Yeah, they got me a six one. <laughs> Shoes off. They didn't lie about those in the program. Now I put you down at like six three, but yeah. Okay, six. I'll give you six three. And uh, you know what? There's a picture of us listed uh, on AdamRidgeShow.com. Check out Mike Walker, and you should know that I'm six three. So he's standing next to a guy who's six three. I, I think you're about five foot six. No, five, I'll give you. We'll say six foot. Six foot, real quick guard. So uh, tell us about some of your uh, on court experiences. Let's have some fun. Um, well, here at SMU, I had, a, I had a great opportunity to play in a Conference USA at the time. And um, at the time, there were some great teams and great individual players. You know, I had the chance to play against the uh, Memphis team that went to the national championship in 07. Um, you know, I got to play against some great individual scorers. I think every year that we were here, or that I played here, um, Conference USA had the leading leading scorer in the nation at one point or another. Um, so it's, you get you see a lot of talent. It was some, some great um battles that I was involved in and you know we had some some fun it was a great team it was a great a great environment also to be playing and you know down here in Dallas so it was it was great you did you guard Derrick Rose at Memphis there's not one person that guards Derrick Rose <laughs> you know I mean was my name lined up next to his at some points yeah sure but that mean <laughs> that doesn't mean you know that doesn't mean it was just me everybody with a guy like him you know he's so fast and athletic and you know, you you got to have an entire five guys with eyes on the swivel for him at all times. What was your favorite thing to do? Nail the three, drive and dish. What was your specialty? Uh, if I had to put it on, put nail one thing or say one thing, it would probably be uh, shooting shooting the three ball. Um, I finished I finished fairly well in the uh, three point. You know, the percentage and and career makes here at SMU. But that was that was something that I I, I took pride in being able to shoot. Well, you still look like you can play. You're a young guy. Uh, Mike Walker is our guest, not only a student athlete at SMU on the basketball team in the uh, late O teens, I guess. No, the late in the late O hundreds. What would it be? I don't even know. What decade is that? 
2010. Oh, 07 to 2010, somewhere around there. Um, to, to 2011. Um, not only a player here at SMU, but now in the administration, you work with the student athletes. I got to ask you if you throw on a tank top and try to play with these guys, the current players. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really play with them that much. I might mess around with them and shoot a little bit, but uh, I, I try to stay away from playing too much. I mean, either way it goes, it's not, it's not gonna end up good. <laughs> you're either gonna get hurt or you're gonna embarrass them yeah, and make it bad. So, it have you have you been able to tell that you're getting older? I mean, sometimes you know, there are, there's professional athletes that play until they're forty. I mean, you're nowhere near that. But are there days where you wake up, the bones are creaking, and you're like, I'm so glad I'm not on the team. Uh, when you're not when you're not in the grind of it doing it every every day uh you know the recovery process is a lot slower you know you might you might have a hit pointer that the next day is okay but now it's it's one of those things where that thing will last all week <laughs> so well before i let you go i'm going to put you on the spot here and with this social awareness radio show we talk a lot about uh these issues that can uh, affect your life uh service projects community service bullying hazing drug alcohol awareness uh everything you do and everything you know as a administrator with college athletes uh throwing the fact that you were a student athlete i'm putting you on the spot here but your best piece of advice what you've learned up till now uh let's pretend uh you're going to put this in a time capsule, and this is the best piece of advice you're going to give to your son in the future. Go. I'm going to tell him to stop whatever he's doing, whatever whatever he might have hesitation on. Take a second. Take a deep breath. Think it over. Um, think about what's the worst thing that can happen, and then is it worth it? That's, that's the best I got right now off the top. That's, that is, uh, that's going to be great advice for your son. We wish you the best of luck with your family, uh, with your career here at SMU, in athletics and beyond. I mean, you'll be uh, uh, you, you might be the youngest athletic director in Division One college sports here in the next five years. Could it be? <laughs> Maybe. We'll Maybe. See it <laughs> All right, Mike Walker from SMU. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Send your questions, comments, or concerns to the Adam Ritz Show by emailing Adam at AdamRitz.com. All right, thanks again for listening today. I'd like to thank our guests, Vernon Hargraves from the University of Florida, defensive back number one for the Gators, talking about the Gators' work with the Boys and Girls Club in Gainesville. We'd like to thank uh, our guests from the Discovery Ball with the American Cancer Society, Lisa Briel, Scott Swan, and Paula Klipsch. And we'd like to remind you to go to cancer.org, learn about how you can get involved with donations and a Discovery Ball in your area. And Mike Walker, Life Skills Coordinator for SMU. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Adam Ritz. We'll catch you next time. Join me on Twitter at Adam Ritz, or you can uh, get involved through Facebook.com slash Adam Ritz Show. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.